How's it going? Good, man. Good, man. Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is the That's Facts podcast or the 1987 Coca-Cola classic. And we're back for the third straight week. We provide a little context. Okay, yeah. um, The other night I was talking to Clay on a video chat and uh, we were talking about Bob Gregory, Washington's defensive coordinator. And we found that he was a uh, he was a, a defensive player for Washington State back in the day. Uh, and the year after he left, Washington State was three seven and one. So we had to investigate, right? See what the tie was. And we yes. found out Washington State and Cal played in Tokyo, Japan, uh, to the tune of a seventeen seventeen tie in nineteen eighty seven. Yes. The greatest the game, game in college football history. That, that's facts. It was a football game. Absolutely, without a doubt in my mind. Uh, for more context, go check my page. Yes, absolutely. Well, did Mario all the way to Tokyo just to tie? <laughs> <laughs> to kick field goals and score meaningless touchdowns. Check my page if you want to read some more about that. It would be very appreciated. But uh, we're back, man. For the third straight week, you've gotten back to a very consistent schedule, which is excellent. Um. So, any opening thoughts from you? Anything you want to start with? Um, Retreating again, we'll start with that again. All right. Oregon is killing it with the visits in the Pac-12, um, as you would expect, um, but not as much as USC at the moment. Um, USC Take people on helicopters. It's working. Yes, and they just got a five-star commitment from, um, I believe, Georgia. Yes, Columbus, Georgia, over the Bulldogs. Whoa. A defensive tackle at that. Whoa. So, lineman to USC. Pretty big um, deal. They that is a have, big deal. They'll have a foreman back for at least two more seasons after this one. So yes. they can play with the so, uh, – dang, that's kind of scary. And they're not done. They're going no. to get another high four-star defense. They got a top 100 player at edge last year as well as Corey Foreman. So Corey didn't come alone. Right. Um, Race Sean Davis, I believe his name is. Um, so, yes, USC is building a defense of talent. However, haven't we seen this movie before? We've seen it quite too often with the USC Trojans. Yes. Um, Is it... See, when I see headlines like this, USC is in the midst of its busiest recruiting month in history. Is it? Because they had the number four class a couple years ago in the country. USC has had good players come through. They just haven't done anything in a while. Right. People tend to forget how talented some of these teams are. They just never do anything with them. Yeah, sometimes they'll win a Pac-12 title. No, once they won a Pac-12 title. A Mickey Mouse Pac-12 title at that. They wouldn't have beat us. They would not have beat us. They wouldn't have beaten either Washington team. Not even not a chance. And both of those teams were completely choked their chance to play in that game. 
Exactly. We didn't deserve it, but still, if we did make right, it. Right, right. The 2017 Huskies were the best team in the Pac-12 in 2017. And the um, 2017 Cougars didn't want to be great. They were very close. I will give you that. Very close. And I will say the 2017 Huskies pretty much dominated every opponent except for their losses, which is weird to say, but they didn't have like any close wins. Oh, I guess the Utah game, we won on a game-winning field goal. Anyways, continuing Doesn't recruiting. Count. There's not really a Washington update till those five visits for the 25th. Um, well, they did get a commitment, a scholarship unranked player, um, which never sounds promising. Yeah, but, that doesn't sound great, but hey. But he's a six foot, 180 corner, so he's got that's good enough size. Um, and apparently, he has the fastest 100 meter in the defensive backs room. Um, so that's straight line speed. Okay. Um, and he hasn't played. He didn't play a high school season for two years because he suffered a knee injury before his junior season and missed the entire season. And then COVID last year. And he's a California player. But Jimmy Lake um, and the coaches went out to that um, to those camps in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Wilcox and them are there too with Cal. Um, and they're there to see guys like Jaden Rashada, high ranked guys, but this guy stood out enough for Washington to go over their scholarship limit to offer him and let him commit. So intriguing. So he must be really good. He better be. It's a deeper investment than anybody we've taken for the 2021 class. Um, because everyone else just, we kind of took because we needed to take someone in their spot. We didn't have to take this. Um, but we chose to o- over just having an extra spot. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got to be, be somewhat optimistic that we'd be willing to do that. Yeah. Um, he hasn't signed yet. He's just a commit. Okay. Um, Greg Biggins from 247 says, had he had had he been evaluated at any point in his career, he could have been a four star. We just never wow. evaluated him. Um, so they just didn't care. He didn't love him. They didn't appreciate him. No, and if Washington didn't head out to that camp, uh, it sounds like Cal talked to him as well at that camp. So um, Cal loved him and appreciated him, but nobody else yeah, did. Cal and Washington did at the same camp. That's but that's, sweet. that camp is the only thing he's been evaluated at ever. So, um, Is that a good or a bad thing? I don't think it's very good, but we'll see. I don't think it's good. It's not good. Actually, I yeah. can say confidently it isn't. It's, it's not good. Um, that he had – because one good day at a camp. But if you look at a guy and say, this guy can play college – there's some guys you can just look at and say, this guy can play college. Well, he's better than other people out here. Yeah, one um, good day as a camp is better than anything that me or, or you could ever produce. So, like, this is not a bash right. on that kid. Like, right. He has and to be very, very talented. Apparently, the Huskies have been – the Huskies had his sophomore tape and talked to him. But okay. the sophomore tape wasn't enough to offer him on. It rarely is, unless you're like a JT to a Malau type. Right. Um, speaking of which, let's talk about him. Let's talk um, about him. Helicopter rides, <laughs> plane rides. Coaches are pulling out all the stops. And despite this, give me Oregon as the leader in the Pac-12 for JT to a Malau. Okay. Over both Washington and USC. That doesn't mean the leader in general, just in the Pac-12. Right. Um. We are a Pac-12 podcast, but I'll mention Ohio State. One confidence for me right now. 
I think there's a chance he commits to four teams, all but USC, that are on his list. Right. Um, I do think Washington put themselves gave themselves a chance, as we discussed last week. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I just see Oregon; their visits have killed it with every recruit that's come through. So I would be surprised to see that not happen with JT. And I would be surprised to see JT come. I would be a lot more surprised to see him come to Washington than I would to see him come to Oregon. Right. Um, and other than that, not a lot of news. Um, um, at least have, on our trail, uh, Cooks have four visits this weekend. Uh, Hudson, Cedarland. Um, before I open it up, I'm going to try and see if I can remember any other names. Eric Wilder, um, that Aiden Lawtree dude. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, is visiting tomorrow. Along with Dieter, and today is Cedarland, and uh, one more guy that I can't seem to think of off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, the Cougs are. This is their, I want to say their fourth, no, their second and third visits this week, and then fourth and fifth will be tomorrow. So exciting stuff. Yeah, it's always good to have guys come on campus. Um, these are all official, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. I got, I got to pull it up. Uh, yeah, Cedarland is Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Nunu Campbell is the one you didn't get. Um, yeah, um, that's a good group. Um, all guys that if the Cougs lose, uh, some of which have offers from Mountain West, you lose to those type of schools. That's a deep concern for the Cougs. Um, I'm confident that we can get Campbell. Because his only other Power Five offer is Kansas, and like if we lose to Kansas, I'll um, give a little kiss to a train. Uh, Cedarland, I'm pretty confident in because his only other Power Five offer is Oregon State. Is another one of those things. So if we lose to them, I'll give a little kiss to a train, especially on an in-state um, recruit. Um, Lawtree, I don't have as much confidence with, um, but we do have his last um, Power Five visit as of right now. So yeah, he already visited. No, Iowa has a visit for him June twenty fifth. Okay, that's not good, but I can live with that. Um, and then Wilder, I'm pretty confident that he'll that he'll come. So um, I'm feeling pretty good about our visits this weekend, man. Yeah, um, Wilder is someone that's going to be ranked a lot higher than he is right now, for sure. Yeah. I would say. You don't see 6'5", 180-pound tackles in the um, 1,000s. That's just not right. Um, because We also have his final get that type uh, of size. We also right now have his last Power 5 visit, but UCLA still hasn't scheduled one. So, And I'm sure Boise State will try. Um, yeah. I, doubt, I don't know if UCLA is going to try hard enough to get him on campus to that point. I think yeah, they'll still I, recruit I him. That. I don't mm-hmm. think as I don't think UCLA's had a visit yet. Uh, um, not off the top of my head. No, that their two four seven page is blank with visits, so they're doing worse than us. The UCLA buddy. They also lost to commit this week. AJ Jones flips from UCLA to Arizona. That's terrible. Come on, man. Chip um, Kelly, you can't be losing to Chad Fish, bro. Come on, um, get it together. 
I, I, I don't want to say I told you so, but the Jedfish train, it's it's a coming. Um, He's trying his hardest. Yes, he is. And I'm going to say this. Arizona has a very good chance to finish with a – I don't want to go too high here, but I don't want to go too low either. They've done well. I think they can finish with a high-ranking class this this cycle. Mm-hmm. They're not going to beat out Washington. We're going to get a bunch of guys, hopefully from June 25th, that visit. Um, they're not going to. Nah, they're not going to beat out Cal or ASU either. But I but think they're going to have. They'll be up there. They're going to pass Oregon State. Oregon State's finishing dead last. Okay. Stanford and Utah are going to have bad classes as well. Okay. Utah, embarrassing. One commit. Oh, my God, bro. You got to do better. It's terrible. One? At least it's a four-star player. But it's from Utah. Everyone from Utah goes to either Utah or um, if they're good, they go to a Northwest school. Yeah, they go to another relevant Pac-12 school. They go to... Joking Utah fans, please don't stop listening. That is true. We do have Utah fans listening here. Um, yeah, I mean, Utah's still going to get a few more guys. Um, it's nothing to panic about. They're just behind. They're going to get Cody Barton's little brother, which is very lucky, Lander Barton. Um, that is luck. That is not good <laughs> recruiting. Um, that is very lucky. And they got a crystal ball today, actually, so I should have brought that up. So shout out to Utah for getting a crystal ball. Oh, did go he commit Utes. already? Oh, yes, here we go. Um, and Steve Wilfong was following the recruit that got that crystal ball. So that means he must be pretty good. Wilfong doesn't just follow bums. Um, Zion Steptoe. Oh, I'm going to love that name. Oh, man. We just um, looked at that. We were just talking about Steptoe. Yeah. Such um, a bad name. Yeah, I'm, looks I'm like sorry. he has a good 100 meter. Um, offers from Power Five schools per, include Purdue, Vanderbilt, Utah, and Pittsburgh. That's not that promising. When you're it's from Texas, and, when you're from Texas and don't get an SMU offer, you're probably bad. Yeah. Well, maybe his name is good, so he can take that with him to Utah. Maybe not the best offers, but you're going to Utah with. The last name Steptoe, that's exciting. You know? That is true. Speaking of the Pac 12 South, the Arizona State Wild, or not the Wildcats, Arizona State, uh, not Trojans, Arizona State Sun Devils, buddy. Come what are you on. doing? So ASU's in, in trouble. They're in some stuff right now, man. Do you think Herm coaches week one? It's too early to tell, but if. If I'm being realistic, probably, probably right now. But like, who knows? Um, we were talking about this yesterday, but I feel like it being as late as it is that this comes out is not promising for Arizona State because they're having they're actively trying to get visits in, and they don't know who their head coach is going to be. Um, they don't know how serious these allegations are. Um, and if oh, it were to happen before June 1st, I would not be as concerned because they can evaluate what they want to do next. 
I don't think that they have that luxury as much as um, they would have a couple of weeks ago. So Arizona State's in a bad position, man. Well, the Sun Devils, they're going to lose players. That's the bottom line, and it's obvious. They're going to lose some players. They're yeah. going to leave. They're going to decommit. Larry Turner Gooden is the key here. Um, the number 68 player in the country committed to ASU. That was big for them at the like a program-changing recruit right there. Even though he's just a defensive back, he's a star. Um, and now it doesn't matter because they cheated. Right, but he <laughs> is rumored to be one of the ones that they cheated for. Wow. So he's likely to get up out of there. And then Oregon becomes a huge player in that race. So the Ducks, again, benefiting from the misfortune of the rest of the Pac-12. Um and not doing any work of their own. Now, Alfonso Allen and Jalen Marshall, I don't think were anything involved with the thing. And they're both okay. four-star recruits. So um, they're, they're, that's good. Is yeah, that promising? Yeah, that, mm-hmm. That's all right. Um, but last year, could we see signees enter the portal, such as Tommy Hill? Um, and... Um, Maybe Isaiah Johnson, he was one of the ones. He's a top player, the number nine corner of last year's class. Okay. Um, I don't think Junior Alexander was one of the players, Laniata Junior, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Um, Pain. Could, but if ASU completely falls apart, that's someone me and you need to look out for because he's going to come back. Oh, yeah, for that. sure. He's 100%, no doubt. No doubt. Because Cal actually was the runner-up in his recruitment. But when stuff like that happens, they always go home. They they do. Right. They always go home. Now so, does he want to does he want to hang out with Jabez or does he want to hang out with Reed? He's gonna have to make cool. a decision. Does he want to hang out with me or does he want to hang out with you? I'm a better person than you. It has to be me, right? Whoa, whoa! <laughs> but I've beaten you seven straight times. How about that, Jackson? Okay, buddy. Laxon. Okay. Okay. Buddy. Oh, man. Um, but also, um, Isaiah Pola Mao's brother committed to ASU last year, and he might have been one of the visit. Which is, that's not good. Um, yeah, he's Oregon, a defensive lineman. Oregon State's um, athletic director says uh, disheartening and disturbing would be how I would categorize it. And let me say it um, what is out there, what, what is out there turns out to be accurate. Um, so other Pac-12 ADs don't respect ASU as much, very clearly. Um, and I think that there has been kind of like a, a shrug to the second part of this, like these rumors. Um, they're saying that like there's um, there's more teams involved and so on and so forth, which I, I kind of doubt. But um, if that is true, these guys know something that we don't very clearly, right? Yes. Um, to me, I would not be surprised at all if we see either USC or Oregon go down. And which is like that, that's the part that makes me think like, are we surprised by this? Like, is this really like that big of a deal? Because they're trying to frame it as like this tipping point in, in the balance of college football. Like that. No, that's not the case. It's um, not because it's the Pac-12. 
It's the pet. Nobody cares. Um, and like, um, John Wilner tweeted saying, it says so much about the nature of the violations that two ADs, Barnes and uh, Swarbrick, and one head coach, David Shaw, are willing to address the situation publicly. So it's it's clearly deeper, but like, I think it only affects like the three teams that we mentioned, right? ASU, Oregon, USC. And I don't think anybody would be like in the least bit surprised if that's to the extent in which um, it goes. And, and ASU fans seem to not be happy about the fact that they're like um, the headliner. The only reason that they are is because somebody within their program um, confirmed the uh, the investigation. That's literally okay. the only reason the ASU was in the forefront. If anybody else had done this, it would be Oregon if, or, or USC, so on and so forth. But it was, um, I can't remember exactly, but somebody that dealt with their like uh, social relations had confirmed that the investigations were true. She didn't comment any further to uh, Yahoo Sports, is the article that I'm referencing, but um, they confirmed it. So it, it, very, it very clearly is uh, something serious. Um, yeah, ASU. Very, first of all, I'm disappointed. Um, so am I, yeah. Uh, I thought their recruiting was a matter of, hey, we beat Oregon two years ago. Hey, we have a we have cool jerseys. Hey, Tempe's actually pretty cool to live in. No, it's none of that. Just cheating. It's cheating. And it's just so artificial and terrible. I don't like it. Yeah, um, it's very disheartening. I think yeah, uh, um, Oregon State's AD summed it up perfectly. Disheartening. Disappointing. Yeah, and shout out to Oregon State's AD. I now like Oregon State more than I like ASU. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, ASU is now my sec- my third least favorite team in the Pac-12. Uh, <sighs> With that being said, they still have my favorite player. Um, and Daniels? I will continue to root for Jaden Daniels. Yeah, okay. I can agree with that. I will continue to root for Johnny Wilson. That's my man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Devils. Uh, I want jo- Johnny to succeed. Yes, of course we do. Moving forward, today we wanted to talk about every single Pac-12 team um, in in regards to where they sit um, going into 2021. Last week, we talked about um, teams' biggest question marks. Let's talk about teams' biggest strengths and and where they sit going into this Pac-12 season, because next week we're going to really lock in um, how we feel about teams. So this is kind of like the second part of a, kind of like a mini three-part series that we're doing on the podcast. Um, Clamp, do you want to do it in alphabetical order, or do you want to do division to division, or, or how are you feeling? Um, well, first, you want to answer a couple of questions I got? Sure, why not? How many teams are in the Pac-12? The answer is 13. Oh, interesting. Somebody actually asked that. I got to say, it was Charlie. Um, And that's it. That's all I got. All right, cool. This is a good question. All right, let's do it in order. All right, cool. Uh, Arizona Wildcats. Um, the worst team in the Pac-12. There's, I, there's no reason to sugarcoat that or to dance around that. They're a year or two, or no, not a year or two, like two or three years away um, before they can really start to compete. And it's not a, a, a 
like a disrespect to Jetfish or like anything they're doing in terms of recruiting right now because they're doing a really good job. Um, but right now they're not a team that can compete in the landscape of the Pac-12. Um, but they have some very promising things to look forward to in the future. Um, but this is just not their year. They will probably steal a game or two that they shouldn't because they're playing Pac-12 football. Um, but don't be too shocked at like a 4-8 and eight record for Arizona this year. That is where you're wrong, my friend. The Arizona Wildcats have rebuilt their team very well. And Jed Fish is the best coach to come through this school since I could remember. Commemorative Arizona fan David Shaw begins to rant. And this happens. <laughs> Arizona is going to go to Allegiant Stadium with the Clamp God in attendance, and they are going to beat down the BYU Cougars. Okay. Proving that Arizona is here to stay. Then they're going to come back home in the wake of their glorious victory and crush the San Diego State Aztecs. Then they're going to beat the Lumberjacks. I'm not even going to try to make that sound good. And then the rest of you're going 4-8. So I was right. Yeah. <laughs> you tried, tried to say I was up. wrong, but nah, I was right. Like I always say. I'm going to pick them a couple of, I'm going to pick them a couple of times and I'm going to end up being right every time I do it. Um is <laughs> if I pick it, the enemy of suffering and losing to Arizona. <laughs> true, but if I pick against Arizona, um you're probably going to lose just how luck goes. And because I'm smarter than you, obviously. You should just try picking Arizona every game this year while I, I pick the other team and just see if they go 12-0. and 0. That's really smart. Maybe it you definitely should just do that with Washington State. I mean, you picked Oregon to beat Washington State last year. No, I didn't. I picked Washington State. Oh, you picked State. Washington State? That was one of your yeah. losses? Yeah, I picked us to one go One of your very few losses? Year. Yeah, that was one of like six, seven, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I picked 11. us every week last year. And you weren't even bad, though. Like you I went, like, 22 and 11, 500. right. I had a good record. Like, I was pretty I, good. It's in the it's in the uh, caption of our podcast page. Let's see. Uh, I went 27 and 8, and you went um, 21 and 14, which is not bad. It's uh, still seven games above 500. Pretty good. Um, but in terms yeah. of, like, breaking down Arizona um, – there's just there's so there's too many holes to to say that they're going to like shock teams throughout the season. Like I feel like that they'll like I said they'll win a couple games that they shouldn't, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be like completely competitive week in week out. Um, I think that that's like a thing for next year, and then the year after that is when they can really start to oh Arizona like actually might be scary. Um, but in terms of like a player that I think is going to be like their MVP, um, let's go to Mario Joyner because why not? He's fun, he's electric, he's exciting. He's been there for what feels like all of twenty-two years, but he's a really good football player, um, and I feel like he's going to be the bulk of their offense throughout next season. Yeah, Jamari. Yeah. It doesn't feel like he's been there that long because I remember watching his high school games because he went to high school right next to me. Um, but, For you, it doesn't because he, like, right, you know. yeah. Um, 
because I've because I've known him before Arizona. Right, because you know However, everything. I do know everything, and that's big. <laughs> um, their MVP will unfortunately not. And it's gonna be Drake Anderson. Um, gonna be a very solid running back option for them this season. They're going to go to him quite often, I'd say. Um, I'd suspect. Um, Jed Fish, buddy. Apparently, he's oh, calling the plays. Um, oh, he is. He is. Um, oh, they're going via, two and ten. Via my friend Lucas. They're going. They're going worse because Jed Fish is calling the plays. Absolutely. You have more faith in Brennan Carroll than Jed Fish. I watched him call the entirety of the Cactus Bowl, and it was the worst offense I have ever watched. Which Cactus Bowl was that? What it was a. Uh, it was 2016, or it might have been 17, with the uh, UCLA. Josh Rosen was out, and Devin Monster was their quarterback. Well, it's Devin Monster. We've <laughs> seen him play at Cal. It's Devin Monster. <laughs> what did you expect? Not. That's is Devin Monster the worst? Is Devin Monster genuinely the worst college football quarterback of all time? He's definitely up there. We had this discussion like, way back when, um, and we drew the line at DTR being better than Devin Monster, and I and I still kind of stand by that. He's really bad. <laughs> yeah, we, we were like naming quarterbacks better than DTR, but kind of ironically saying guys like Sam Neuer and stuff. But. Uh, and Devin Monster was the line we drew. <laughs> yeah. We, as soon as somebody said Devin Monster, as soon as somebody said um, Devin Monster, it was over. That was the over. joke was over. It wasn't funny anymore. Yeah, that UCLA team scored all 17 of their points in the first half. Shut out in the second half against Kansas State. At least State. they scored. Devin Monster scored. It was luck. It wasn't skill. No doubt. Oh, it was Jed Fish. Well, he did throw two touchdowns. He was 21 of 34, 295 yards. I mean, maybe. Maybe Jed Fish is the quarterback developer that we just don't know that he is. Did you not see how good Cam Newton was? I was about, just about to say that. Is he the reason that Cam Newton was comeback player of the year favorite last year? Yes. Obviously. Jed Fish is a great coach. And maybe. Arizona is on the rise. And no. We have many teams, Arizona, man. Many teams that are not recruiting as well as Jed Fish right now, including Oregon State, your Cougars, and um, Colorado, they will suffer due to the rise of Jed Fish. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jed will then have proven you wrong. And you'll know it the second... November 19th hits in Martin Stadium when Gunnar Cruz returns to Pullman <laughs> to defeat I'm so serious Jackson to defeat <laughs> your Washington State <laughs> This is like this is a real take that you have like this is not a this is not a joke This is a joke However <laughs> realistically I have more faith in Jetfish than you do Let's move on to Arizona State we're taking way too long on Arizona we are, but in terms of like games that they can um, they can reasonably like upset in the Pac-12, um, Colorado, UCLA, maybe Cal, um, and yeah, that's it. They issue time. Let's roll. 
Southern Utah, that's a blowout. UNLV, that's a blowout. BYU, that's a blowout. Colorado, uh, they they should win by like seven. Uh, UCLA, they should win. Uh, Stanford, they should win. But I feel like those games will be closer. That's a little. We that's a weird. No, we don't have to. But I'm. Yeah, I'm just yeah, we did that. La- we did that like three episodes ago. We did do this with ASU. I'm sorry. We, we yeah, didn't, uh... no, that's not your fault. We could just talk about like the MVP of the team and how about biggest game? Okay, cool. Biggest game is obviously Utah for me. Um, October 16th, they're coming off a Friday game against Stanford. They've got eight games to prepare. They've got a bye week after. Like this is the this is just a perfect setup for the biggest game of the year for them. Because I feel like if they win this game, they're South champions, right? Right. We've talked about ASU's Mickey Mouse path. Exactly. Like, um, this is this is it. After that, I mean, you got Washington and USC, but like, you don't. Those games aren't must-win games if you've beaten Utah. Yeah, you can go ahead and lose. You can beat you. You should beat USC. You like, should, right? Right. Like you probably actually have to. Y- yeah. You. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to beat Washington. I think ASU gets out of Washington with an L and gets out of the South with a W. And I, and I think so. that they and I think they feel good about that loss. Like, I don't think that they're going to hang their heads about losing to Washington because they very well could get a rematch three, four weeks yeah. later. So Unless they go in there and get blown out. Then that you can't hang your Yeah, then you have to hang your head and, and kill yourself. But then you've got a, uh, Oregon State and Arizona after that, so I wouldn't be too worried. Um, MVP, this shouldn't Jay Daniels, yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, man, their wide receivers just have to be better. There's no other way around it. Oh, they yeah. have to be better. Please, I mean, Johnny. If if Jaden Daniels had Washington State's support cast, he would be a Heisman candidate. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I don't even think there's like any way around it. Because Arizona State's offensive line isn't great. Washington State's is. Their receivers aren't very good. Washington State's are. It, like, I just, they have to be better for Jaden Daniels. They have to be. They have to be. But Arizona State is just such a question mark right now. How do you judge them? What do you say about Arizona State? It's it's hard. Her man. Her made it difficult to pick them, but I'm right? sticking with it. I'm sticking with the Utes, even though I really do not like Utah or anybody from that state. Moving forward, the California Golden Bears. Um, oh, jeez. This... This team is not exciting to talk about. Uh, this team is a team that beat Oregon last year and has a chance to do it again in Eugene at 10.30 Eastern Time on ESPN. You want to talk about Pat 12 after dark? The Cal Bears are here. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. They're going to lose that game. Now, the biggest game for them is their homecoming against Washington State, I guess. Um, yeah, that could swing recruiting at least. Because, yeah, you've got a home game. You're going to have probably a lot of visits. Obviously, homecoming, like I said. Um, and this is kind of a battle for, like, that, that three through six spot in the Pac-12 North. Um, if you can take that game, you'll have an opportunity at or, or at home against Oregon State and at Stanford um, later on in the season. So, yeah. I mean, obviously that Stanford game you want to win because um, it's your rivalry game, right? Like, that's – I think they're obviously. equal teams, yeah. They, they, yeah, exactly. They're kind of like in the same spot. So maybe that's the game, but 
you can. I mean, you can pick either of those two. Um, I would go with. Just because of the recruiting aspect, I'm going to lean with that Washington State game. They recruit against Stanford too, but um, they're going to Stanford. So I may go off script here and say at TCU if they can win that, that would be big. That's a really good pick. This is, it's um, an afternoon game. See, David Shaw was. Um, well, we can get we can get into that with Stanford schedule later on, but um, that TCU game is is pretty important for the conference. Yes. That Nevada um, game is, is, I think, is kind of getting overrated because Nevada has some good players. Cal should win that game. Yeah. Carson Strong's good, but no. And I can, Cal, and I can even blame myself for some of this because um, I've been a Cal hater, but they're, they're going to beat Nevada. And if they don't, kick them out of the Pac-12. You did bring pick in Nevada. Nevada. You did pick Nevada the first time around and said Cal would go two and ten. So I did. I did that out of spite. That was so mean, and I'm so sorry to any Cal fans that listen or that exist. Um, <laughs> exists. Clint <laughs> forces me to respect Cal. <laughs> but four and eight is like a realistic record for them. I think. I'm still going five, and, five and, seven. and seven to seven and five. I like Cal. You're so much nicer than me, man. Cows are really that bad. They are. They're gonna lose to us. They can be. They they can win two of their three non conference. They could beat us. I mean, shit. Like we lost two places. <laughs> um. They could beat the Cougs. They could beat Oregon. Shit. They did it last year, and they haven't lost to us at home since 2013. They've done all of this stuff before. They've won all of these games before. So why are we like completely doubting their ability to do so again? Is Cal going undefeated? No, but their most important game, ah. I'm saying TCU. Um, okay. I'll lean with you. In terms of the MVP, Keone Dane. Yeah. Because he's just so much better than everybody else. He is. He is a lot better than anyone else on that team. Um, I'm going to go with not the best player, but I think depending on how good he is, we'll decide pretty much how good Cal is. Um, or at least we'll play a big part. Wide receiver, I believe Nico Ramigo it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. Kakoa Crawford, we know he's going to be a casual to solid wide receiver one. But if they've got a really good wide receiver, too, again this year, Chase yeah. Garbers won't look that bad. He'll look bad because he's Chase Garbers and he fucking sucks. But um, <laughs> but, um, but it's going to be but it's going to be better. It's going to be better um, mm-hmm. than you'd expect. Uh, ju- yeah. I just probably got us demonetized. But you did. But it, uh, no, whatever. That's okay. Anchor's still going to sponsor us. It's all good. Of course. Make sure to download the Anchor app. Wink. Um. Yeah, Cal is, is a weird team. Moving forward with the Colorado Buffaloes. That uh, moving forward thing gonna become like a catchphrase. I'm kinda with it. If you're if you're down with this, so am I. There's okay. another point that I wanted to make, but I forgot. Oh yeah, Ramingo lost them uh the Stanford game. He had a muffed punt. <laughs> that game was that game was literally a special teams game. <laughs> it was the epitome of suffering on on special teams. Missed field goals, block kicks, <laughs> muff punts. 
Stanford Cal for years is going to just be the epitome of suffering. Yeah, that speaking was the worst of suffering, game Speaking of suffering, here's the Buffaloes. Um, their most important game. I can't even go A&M because they're going to lose. They're going to lose. Um, is it Arizona State? It is. And it's pretty easy, actually. Because if yeah. they go there and win... Um, because if they go there and win, then they're in the driver's seat. Not the driver's seat for the wet, or for the South, per se, but they are in the driver's seat to take momentum in the South, at least. That's an amazing the point. Field. They are um, in absolute control of the way that the South plays if they can beat Arizona State. Because then they've got all the confidence in the world going home against USC. Um, and they can run the ball against USC. Exactly. And then after that bye week, they've got Arizona. Like, and then at Cal, like, Colorado has has got an opportunity to be um, a pretty special team if they want to be. All comes down to the MVP and the offensive player of the year in the pack in the Pac-12, Jared Broussard. Um, yeah. Last year he was incredible. Can he keep it up? He has to. He has because to. My only. My only concern is I think that his carries are going to be way down as opposed to 2020. Because Fontenot's back. back, yeah, and then they've got um, they've got that other dude. His name, Clayton. yeah. I just I feel like that they're deeper than they were a year ago, and I don't but think that's that they good. Well, like... that that is a great thing, but I don't feel like um, Broussard's gravity to their offense is going to be as important as it was this year. Okay. And their MVP is Nate Landman because he's looking the best player in the past twelve. Yeah, for me it's um, for me it's gonna be Brendan Lewis. Is he good yeah. enough? Is he good he's enough yet? Well, I guess for me, going for Cal was kind of an X factor. Yeah. Kind of, I'm kind of going back and forth. You're kind of going back and forth. It's all good though. We're we're just picking. We're just, we're just, we're just right. picking, man. We're just going. Um, but but my thing with with Lewis is, I think he's incredibly talented, and I think that he has the ceiling to be a top five quarterback in this conference, no doubt. Um, but can he win this team games? Can he consistently put together um, big time drives when they need it? Um, none of those those drives against Texas were high leverage possessions because they weren't going to win that game um can he avoid the big mistake because he's a really young guy um can he avoid the big mistake and can he do enough because i think that their defense is really good um can he do enough to keep them in games and win them games and i i think that's going to be the most important thing for them um you know i mean obviously they're they're secondary but this isn't like a, a question marks episode anymore like it's uh, who is the, going to be their MVP? And, and I'm going to lean with uh, with Lewis. Yes. Um. Well, yeah, I can lean with Lewis. That logic. Um, or should we move? Forward? We can move forward. Uh, Colorado. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with third in the Pac-12 South as of today, but that can very well change next week when. We've got a lot more time to think. Uh, what's next in alphabetical order? Is it the U's already? Or is it the O's? Hmm? Is S before U? Because then there's Stanford. Oh, oh, O is before U. 
Man, we do not know the alphabet. Let's go with the A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, O, yep, O. Okay. Boom. The Oregon Ducks are moving forward. There we go. <laughs> the Oregon Ducks. Fresno State win. Ohio State L. Um, which leads us important. into their most important game. Well, it's got to be Washington. Yeah. Just because it's for the Pac-12 North. But for yeah. Oregon, for Oregon's fans' satisfaction, I'm going to say the Pac-12 championship on Friday, December 3rd. At 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. Hey. Win that game. You're in the college football playoff. You're winning it all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Reese doesn't listen to the podcast yet. <laughs> in all seriousness, their biggest game is, is Washington. Oregon fans will it will try and, and, and vie for it being um, Ohio State. It's not. It's not. Yeah, because they think they have a chance. They don't, and it's not going to make you nationally relevant to get your ass kicked. It's not. You're playing it at 9 a.m. on the West Coast. You know yeah, nobody's going to watch. No, it, to Ohio State, it's just like playing. It's it's just like the Tulsa game to them. Yeah, it's another game Same for thing. them. This it's is, just another this, game. This means something to y'all, and if it truly does, you have to win it, right? Tulsa like, fans can, are saying the same thing we can win. We got this. You don't. And you have to be realistic no. about it. Wait, when was the last team to win in Columbus? It's been a long time. Uh, last team to win in Columbus. We can do a quick little uh, research. It wasn't in 2020. Um, in 2019, did anybody win there? I don't know. I know for a fact nobody won there in 2019. 2018, did anybody win there? Yeah, let's see. It was the bait. Was it the Baker mate? It was the Baker mate. It was the Baker mate. Ma- it was exactly when that was in 2017. Damn, that was a long time ago. Wow, wow. that's crazy. And but Oregon, Oregon thinks they're going to do the same thing because they think Anthony Brown is as good as Baker Mayfield. That's ridiculous. Like, who is going to be their big time performer in that game? We could say Kayvon Thibodeau. He's an incredible player. What the hell is the defensive end going to do for you? It's not going to help you win that game. They it's think C.J. Verdell is going to be the guy that he was in 2019. Like, guys, just think about this. C.J. Verdell got benched by Travis Dye last year. <sighs> like, it, oh, man. It's just it's hard, hard to see to, happen. Exactly, it's, it's hard to see happen. Because we so, want Oregon to win this game for the sake of our conference. But it's, I so, hard to, it's so hard to say with a straight face that they're going to beat Ohio State. They're not. Right. My tier list will tell you that I hate Ohio State just as much as I hate Oregon. So do I. Just as much. Like, but um, man. Well, this isn't an Oregon hate thing. They have no chance in hell of winning that game or even coming like, close. And the spread's only 10. Like, I make, I'm betting all of their money on that game. Um, Ohio State beating them by more. So, so do I. They, they, like, 10 points is a success for Oregon. And Oregon fans are going to be upset with that. That is a success. That's that not success. Right. Like I just seventeen. Like they just lost their last game. They just lost by seventeen to Iowa State. Oregon fans are treating this as if this is like their game. This is their moment. This is their national championship. The rest of your season's going to be ruined 
because a week two blowout is going to be the most important game for you. Yeah, and they're just going to act like, okay, we'll just win, we'll just sweep the Pac-12, and we that's run the Pac. That's, that's, that's how they're going to act as soon as they lose. Nobody swept the Pac-12 ever. It's never it's, happened. It's not, and it's not going to. Not lost this a fucking not, cow last year. Not, not, not this Oregon team. Not it's this not roster. Going to Maybe Oregon down the line, if Ty Thompson's a superstar and you're looking at all those recruits, maybe they. But but still, the rest of the Pac-12 recruits too. They get players too. Yeah, they did. They, they it's not like they just stop. It's exactly. not like they just stop. It's not like uh, uh, MVP is going to be lower stars. Doesn't mean they're not football players that are going to be on the field trying to win. Like it's so bad, man. Yeah. Their their MVP is going to be somewhere in the front seven between uh, Noah Sewell and Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, it won't be Justin Flo because he won't see the field as long as he's not playing a hitch. Oh, I'll die way, on that hill. Big update on Justin Flo. He has <laughs> moved to Sam linebacker, which is close. To we, oh my god, we are we are making progress. Would he, would, basically, would, his job is to set the edge and guard the flats. Does that mean that Oregon's coaches listen to the That's Facts podcast? They have to, right? And we helped Oregon. That's not the team we wanted to help. That, that's okay. That's a, we have important listeners. The people that's hear okay. us. The people hear us. Move Johnny Wilson to tight end Arizona State. Come on. Let's go. But he'll just be a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to say Beaver's time. Um, Great. <laughs> Sam Neuer. This is his team. Um, the shout keys. out to Clamp. For sure. He called that out. Yeah, we we record. Hello, Jackson. You have gone a wall, but I will continue to talk. Um, we've got the Oregon State Beavers. Jackson, you there? Jackson. Okay, the Oregon State Beavers. Um, their most important game, I would say, is probably just the Oregon game. If they can win that again, that would be pretty impressive. Jackson, I can still not hear you, unfortunately. Um, I guess I'll keep going. Um, Jackson? Okay. Um, like I was saying, uh, we recorded our episode for last week on Monday, uh, Monday morning, and we dropped it Friday afternoon, which is when Neuer committed, like a few hours before. So it may seem like Clamp was like, Pretending to, to predict it? No, he, he genuinely predicted that because he's just he's just smarter than all of you. Like obviously. Yeah. Um it's just what popped into my head to be honest, just because he's from Oregon. It was pretty easy. Yeah. Um but well don't don't bog down your victory. Flex yeah, it. I won't. I won't. You you like to hype up yours, so I'll hype up mine a little bit. Exactly. Um just pure call. He could have gone to 300 teams, and I called the exact one he went to. Exactly. Um, you guys are all dumb. No, um, so most important game for the Beavs is going to be um, Oregon, I guess. Do they have an important game? No. Uh, Purdue? I mean... They lose to Purdue, that would be bad for the Pac-12. Pur- yeah, Purdue is a pretty big deal because it's a non-conference game. I'll tell you what does not matter. <laughs> 
330 Eastern Time on the Pac-12 Now app against Idaho. Um, <laughs> that game does not matter at all. Nobody um, cares. <laughs> oh, my. Idaho fans have to be pissed. <laughs> they all have to download that stupid-ass app to watch them lose to Oregon State. <laughs> Idaho fans. Dude, being a oh, Vandals fan. A van- Vandals fan must just be constant pain. Just constant suffering. Just dude. the epitome of suffering. <laughs> uh, but, like, it's hard to point out an important game for them. Um, I feel like going into Pullman and winning would be a pretty big deal. Um, I guess. I, I mean, obviously beating Purdue. Um, I think I think they could maybe beat USC. Um with I mean with no, Sam Neuer. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> with with Neuer and a little bit of luck and a pretty good running game and a not too and their defense isn't good, but it's not like like really, really, really bad. So if they get lucky enough, maybe. I really don't see it. Maybe. You gonna um, pick it? Absolutely not, but maybe. <laughs> Um, at at Oregon just because it's a rivalry game I feel like that's a game that you have to mark on your calendar especially because they they won there this reminds me of the scene in regular show in regular show where Benson is about to enter a bowling tournament and Skips leaves the team so he just puts on the projector losing and how to deal with it (laughs) that's Oregon's thing (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh man, I, like it's not a disrespect to Oregon State. They just like they're not gonna win the North, and and that's okay, you know. Beating Cal and Stanford and Washington State, those games are going to be important for them. So it's kind of like a joint thing for Oregon State. You maybe Sam Neuer can get lucky and pull in upstate. Or they lose uh, those two, then they're the epitome of suffering. Then they are the epitome of suffering. There's nothing that you can do about it. Uh, UCLA, moving forward, <laughs> Bruins. <laughs> uh, does you come, come before W? Probably, I think. <laughs> F-G-H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-S-T-U-V-W. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Uh, Hawaii, like we said... They they have to win that game or else DTR is, is heading to Madagascar. Um, the Wait, MSU we game. Jackson. We skipped S to Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> we can go back to them. We can go back to them. Okay. Um, LSU, that LSU game is not important. They're not winning. Um, they're at home, which is exciting. Uh, people are going to feel like they have to watch the Pac-12 because it's in a primetime slot on Fox. Um, oh, jeez. But they're going to watch a massacre. Uh, Here comes the elite have... college football roasting of the Pac-12 for no reason. But it's fine because people will stop calling DTR good if enough people get to see how bad he is. <laughs> that is it's, true. It's that's a, the silver lining. It's the, that's the silver lining. It's a small risk for a very high reward. Um, in terms of their most important game, is it USC? Um, yes. Going into the Coliseum, getting revenge for what they did to them last year. Um, so much pain. 
so much pain. Um, oh my god. That's a really bad loss for them. That Tyler Vaughn's catch still haunts them to this day. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I feel like it's at that at USC. Um, I mean, maybe at Utah, maybe maybe that's a game that we that we can highlight. Home yeah, Utah Colorado. has a tough schedule. They do. Like they've, the toughest Arizona State, and then at Washington, Oregon, and then at Utah in a four out of five week span. And before uh, that, it, um, Stanford at and Stanford. They have to, and they have to go to Arizona. Even though Arizona's not good, but they have to go there before going to Seattle. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Kill yourself, are they gonna UCLA be, fans. Are they going to be fifth in the Pac-12 South? I think they're going to be last. They'll be above Arizona. But Arizona has a way easier schedule. Damn. Arizona gets you – know, they don't really get anyone that bad either. They don't get to play the Beavs. Oh, no. no that would have been see... so fun to watch. No, it wouldn't. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would not. Do you we... not enjoy suffering? Is that no. not one of your favorite things? No, because I don't listen to us speak after we finish recording these. That's true. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can live out that in – Incredible matchup through Arizona State playing them in back-to-back weeks. And that'll be our dosage of suffering. Just seeing how Arizona State handles it. Um, I mean, is UCLA's most important game Arizona so they don't finish last in the Pac-12 South? I guess. I mean, Man, Colorado's schedule out? is so much easier. They're going to be worse than Colorado. They have to be Colorado. That's the most important game. Home against Colorado on November 13th. Because then you can at least finish fourth. Yeah, moving backward, the Stanford Cardinal. Um, this is this. Stupid. Is, yes, this is where we complain. We can complain about uh, scheduling. David Shaw. Um, a few weeks back, he was. Um, he had an interview with the Athletic, and he was fired up. He was very upset, and he said that uh, multiple other Pac-12 coaches were not very excited about this. Um, they're going to Arlington. Um, in the central time zone, so it'll be at 11 a.m. Central um, to play Kansas State um, at 9 a.m. Pacific on FS1 in week one. That's, man, that's tough to start your season. That's Facts Podcast. And, if, like, in the pack, absolutely. And the Pac 12 is trying to uh, kind of make them feel better about themselves and giving them USC, Pac 12 after dark, the week after. But you have to go to USC. Like, that doesn't make it any better. And yeah, after that, I kind of wish, like, Weep got to play them that week. Like, this is not fair to Stanford. Their schedule was not easy at all. Uh, and then they have to go to Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt isn't, like, good. And neither is Kansas State necessarily. But, like, those are those are good teams. Like, those are, like, Power 5-level teams. Yeah. Relax, David Shaw. Doesn't Stanford schedule their non-conference, though? Like he doesn't schedule the times, though. Yeah, but, he, like, you make agreements. Or, and Mario Cristobal is too dumb to be upset about Oregon playing at 9 a.m. In, in the horseshoe. He's excited about it. Whoa! Yeah! <laughs> we run the pack. We're coming for the daddy this year. Suffering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, uh, Titties Stan- is fired up. Stanford's uh, most important game... Oh, we didn't do an MVP for uh, UCLA. 
does it matter? No. no. Greg Dolchich, I guess. I guess he's yeah, good. We, we'll go with him. Um, Zach Charbonnet is pretty important. Um, I don't even – did we do one the team before that, Oregon State? No, Sam Neuer. Uh, okay, back to Stanford. Their most important game is they're kind of in the same position as Oregon State where they have to win, like, a game or two so they don't finish last. Um, Washington, because they can win that, and he did. At home, yeah. Coming off a of bye week. Coming off of beating Washington State on the ESPN network. <laughs> this, oh, no. That does make me excited, though. Washington State playing on ESPN. Let's go. Play Arizona on ESPN that week as well. That's great. Or no, the week before. Oh, um, close enough. And but, yeah. Play, um, dang, Stanford has a, lot of, has a lot of like televised games, like nationally televised games. Well, yeah, they're still a big-time school. That's pretty cool. They got a couple Pac-12 after dark games. Three of them. Dang, go Cardinal. Let's go. Uh, but in terms of the most important game, to, to watch them play Utah, I am. Yeah. And Arizona State. Whittingham. And USC. Those are fun games. Come on, man. I'm excited for that. So you do enjoy suffering. <sighs> but they're good teams that they're playing, though. Yeah, and they're going to suffer because of that. But we can see good teams play, so it's not like completely suffering. It's just like, modest listen- suffering by one team. Yeah, like listening to us, it's just pure suffering because neither of us offer anything valuable. Hey, I offer the Sam Neuer prediction. True. Uh, but yeah, their most important game, I guess, is Washington because it's one of those games that you can upset um, and still show people that like you can compete here. Uh, yeah. A couple down years doesn't mean that we're still not Stanford. So, we haven't won yeah. there in 14 years. That's terrible. It's hey, it's, at least it's not the Utah in the Coliseum street. True. One, like 116 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, USC, speaking of the Coliseum, our transitions are so good. Um, USC's most important game, is it Notre Dame going into Ann Arbor? Not Ann Arbor, uh, South Bend. No, it's going to be Utah to keep the streak alive. Yeah. Because this is the best Utah team that's gonna that they're ever going to see. Well, except for that one team, that 2019 Utah. Yeah. But they don't care. They lost a freaking, uh, like, uh, USC's third string that day. That was such a bad loss. Their third string QB and their third string player. But, yeah. Like, damn, man. They had, like, a, they had a big lead in that game, too. Yeah, but then Matt Fink came in and did better than Keaton Slovis. It really was just the curse, bro. You can't even blame that on Utah. That was just pure curse. And they can break it this year on Fox or FS1. Uh, Utah is one of the favorites to win the Pac-12 South. Well, by us, by Vegas, it's this shitty-ass USC team. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh... That's that's a big game. I, I can agree with that. In terms of USC's MVP, uh, Drake Jackson. Yeah, Drake. Is he good enough to carry a load on their on their defense? Um, I think that's going to be a pretty um, important uh, factor to them next year. Uh, we go Slovis for obvious reasons. Yeah, that's a, that's also a pretty easy. Forward from there. 
honestly feel like this Washington State game is pretty important on Fox at uh at one of those uh two thirty Central times where I live. So that's I love games like that. That's fun. I enjoy that. Good stuff. That's a pretty big game. Go into Pullman, win that, start off week two in your uh, conference schedule. Yes. Um, so that's, I'm that's going to enjoy game. that. Let me see when Washington plays that day. So I'm going to want to watch that, actually. Um, when do we play Arc State? You play... 4.15 Eastern time. Ah, oh, rats. So it'll be like... Overlapping. Like an hour, yeah. Hmm. We'll figure it out. Let's talk about the Washington State Cougars. Um, let's, let's do Washington first, because we typically finish with Washington. Let's do Washington first and then finish with Washington. Yeah, and we, we do the state teams last every time. By the way, we did skip Utah, but do we care? No. Um, no. Oh, man, we did. Let's do Utah, whatever. Let's man. do Utah. Um... Their biggest game is the USC game. Yeah. Hands down. Or ASU because. Well, yes, but they need, they need to end that curse. Like just yeah, as a program sure. to be in recruiting USC every time they're going to go up and say, Utah hasn't since <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was president. <laughs> and you're just going to lose every recruit you want to USC because they're going to just talk about the 1862, um, probably Coca-Cola classic. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, in Utah's, uh, MVP, uh, their offensive line. I'm gonna go with a whole group. Their offensive line. They need to be really good. They need to be. They have to be. Um, it's I'm going with um, Mr. Brewer. Okay. Uh, Washington time. Uh, Washington's most important game is Oregon. I don't really care about anything else. Uh, don't most really valuable player. Else. Eddie, because um, I love Eddie. Eddie's awesome. Um, Dom Hint. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Not that high. <laughs> Um, Trent McDuffie, yeah, locked down a whole side of the field for us, and he'll need to do that this season for us to win. Um, yeah, that's not an easy pick for me, but just knowing that Trent McDuffie was allowed to kind of coach at spring ball was kind of big for me. He didn't really play; he sometimes played, but he was like an uh, he was like a player coach for us, right. our defense. Um, and- <laughs> Trent McDuffie. Trent. Trent McDuffie's about to also become our lead recruiter and decide who's on his team and trade people in the transfer portal. Legium. Oh, Trent. <laughs> now we're calling him that for the rest of the year, Greg. For sure, 100%. That's also going to be the title of the episode, Latrent McDuffie. absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're, move- we're moving forward. We have We have a couple options. Speaking of, moving forward, the Washington State Cougars, uh, most valuable player, uh, either quarterback or, uh, dang, where do I want to go with this? Uh, Jihad Woods. Jalen Watson. I'll go Jihad Woods. Jalen Watson is incredibly valuable because, like, yeah, it's Jalen. I, I can't deny it. The positional value of having an elite corner is unmatched, and we can't win without him. As much as I love Jihad Woods and I haven't seen a Washington State team without him being the leader in what feels like 15 years, um, we have other linebackers 
that can that can that can be good enough. I I'm not confident to say that we have those corners yet. We've added depth, but not quite. Our secondary is going to be a lot very improved, but not without Jalen. Um, and then most important game. Uh, uh, dang, we're in the same spot as those other Pac-12 teams. Uh, Stanford at home. I get USC at home, maybe. Washington beating Utah on the, no beating Utah on the road, closing that game. We have a few options to choose from. It's hard to like select one. I'd say vengeance on Utah would be yeah. pretty big. I'd say any Pac-12 win will help Nikolovich a lot. Any yeah. of them. Um, and that's not to say well Washington State's the worst team in the Pac-12 because they're not. Um, and I like that it's personal is late in their schedule. Um, so do I. If you lose to if you go ahead and lose to Arizona, you are screwed, and it is probably time to fire Nick Rolovich already. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's done for. It's over. That's it. Um, you You're are because Arizona will out recruit you from then on out. Um, and they'll have reason to. Exactly. Because so, is that almost the most Rolovich. important game? Just because. No, because that's like because kind if of you a, lose, it would be so bad if you lost. It would lost. be really, really, really bad. But it's like the most Washington important? or Oregon could lose. Like Oregon could lose to Oregon State last year. Oregon State's not going to out recruit them this year. But right. if Washington State proves to be a worse program than Arizona, whew, you're in some trouble. That's definitely up there with the most important. But I, I have too much pride to pick it. Not in the two, so I'm picking it, but yeah, I would too. I would too, but in your shoes. Uh, hey y'all. Uh, at the end of the recording, I had to go somewhere, so like, at the very end of the episode, it cut off at a really weird time. Um, this audio probably is not very good. Deal with it. You got a really long episode. Weep. Um, but, uh, for context... Clamp made a really good point about Arizona being a really important game for Washington State, and I was too too prideful to accept it. But like after some thinking, yeah, he's he's probably right. And in terms of any final thoughts for me, uh, Arizona State's in a bad spot. That's about it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, peace.